We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is WEEI Late Night with Brian Barrett on WEEI. We are with you until midnight after another big win for the Seas. They absolutely clobber the Utah Jazz, 125-97. Really embarrassing for Utah. Shouldn't even show it up to our coach today. There was a report he had to dispute that the Spurs and the Lakers are interested in hiring him after the season. Well, maybe he's focused on that tonight. He looks like a philosophy professor, doesn't he? He's got the weird hair. But that team, it seems like they're at their end there. I know Danny Ainge just joined them as the executive. By the way, Trader Danny did... Absolute crap at the deadline. He did nothing. He didn't do anything to improve that team at the deadline. Meanwhile, the guy that replaced him, Brad, got Derek White in here. So we got this text in from the 508 in terms of, I asked the question at 617-779-7937, why can't the Celtics team win a championship? I believe they're going to win a title. From the 508, simply, they're peaking too early. I, I don't really understand that logic. They have nine games left in the season. How could they be peaking too early? If anything, they're peaking at the exact right time. They're entering the postseason. They're playing their best basketball right now. They're not peaking too early. They're peaking at the exact right time. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to Adam. He is in Boston. Adam, what's up, man? What's up, Brian? How you doing, buddy? Doing well. So uh, you, you probably lead right to my point. You, you ask why can't or why won't they win a championship. I think it's you know, something to do with uh, Jalen Brown not wanting to play second fiddle to the man, Jason Tatum, for much longer. Uh, I think we've seen Jalen Brown have a little bit of an ego uh, as he gets better and better in his career. Um, do you worry, like, at all that he just gets sick of being the B guy and wants to, you know, maybe have his own squad one day? Adam, I think that's a issue, like, down the road. Like, he's got another year under contract with the team. Like, I don't think that's a question now. You think that's going to hinder them in the postseason? Like, he's not going to want to no, play not, with Tatum? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying this year. Oh. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I think their window is pretty bright right now. What I'm saying is, like, if it's not this year and his contract does come into play, like, down the road, do you look to, like, maybe trade him? Or do you look to the – maybe obviously you want to keep him because there's not much better you can get right now with Brown, but – Past this year, right? Past this year, looking forward into his prime, into his prime, older years. That is a window of opportunity for the Celtics. It's probably right now, maybe this year, next year. But after that, I think it's going to be a problem. Maybe with the egos of Tatum and, and Brown, maybe nudging heads a little bit, or you know, something would do with just Brown not being wanting to be the B guy anymore. 
Yeah, look, I understand that concern, Adam, and I appreciate the phone call at 617-779-7937. I feel like that would have been a much bigger concern if the Celtics continued to play they were the way they were playing for a good stretch during the season, I should say, for the first three months or so. But I don't look at that as a concern right now. And I understand the point. Like, he's not saying about this particular postseason run because if you look at it lately, Jalen's getting his shots. Last five games, 21 shots, 18 shots, 19 shots, 19 shots. Tonight, 17. But he would have got more if he played his normal minutes. But he got taken out a little bit earlier because it was a bloodbath there at the Garden tonight. So, like, I understand it in terms of – he's 18 and a half shots per game. So he's getting plenty of opportunities. But – I really don't think that if you look at Jalen Brown in terms of him wanting to leave the organization, I don't feel like he's the type of guy, and this is going to sound like a bit of an indictment, but he can't be the number one option on a championship-level team. Tatum can do that because Tatum's a much better distributor than Jalen Brown. He's a much better creator than Jalen Brown. And the numbers would bear that out in terms of you look at the on-off metrics. I referenced these earlier. You look at when Jalen's on the court without Smart and Brown, the team has just, or excuse me, when Jalen's on the court without Tatum and Smart, the team has just a 103.78 offensive rating. He can't be the main guy with an offense, right? You look at, for example, Tatum without those two guys on the court, the Celtics have a 114.15 offensive rating. So they have an elite offense when Tatum's on the court without Smart and Jalen. When Jalen's on the court without Smart and Tatum, he can't carry an offense. See, he's more of a play finisher. He's an unbelievable play finisher. He's a really good scorer. He's a very good defender. But he can't be the alpha and the omega of an offense the way that Jason Tatum is. That's why I give Ime Doka a lot of credit for this. That's why you're seeing when Jason Tatum goes to the bench, right? He, It's usually a little after the six-minute mark there in the first quarter. The reason they do that is because... They want Smart and Jalen on the court at the t- same time because they know they can start the second quarter with Tatum with, with the bench mob. Tatum can play well offensively with anybody on the court on the team. Anybody in the regular rotation, Tatum can play with those guys. Jalen needs somebody to be more of a distributor. He needs Marcus Smart in that role. Marcus Smart's a better distributor. Marcus Smart's a better initiator of offense than Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is, and there's nothing wrong with Jalen Brown's game. He can clearly be the Robin to Jason Tatum's Batman. But if Jalen Brown went somewhere as the main guy, that team would not be good. If he was the main guy on a team, he would be the main guy on a lottery team. But as the number two guy, as the number two guy to Jason Tatum, it's great. It's going to work out. But no, he cannot carry a team the way that Jason Tatum can carry a team. Like, that's what we have figured out from this situation this year is the pecking order has been established. It's clearly Tatum's team, and Jalen Brown's number two on the list. There's nothing wrong with that. Like the, the, This is how it ordinarily works in the NBA. When LeBron went to the Heat, they, need to, they needed to do that. Dwayne Wade told him, this is your team now. LeBron had to be the main guy, and Dwayne Wade had to take a little bit of a backseat uh, back to him. That's how it works in the NBA. You can't have two guys that are on the same level. It doesn't work out long term. Let's get to Richard. Richard is in Boston tonight. What's up, Richard? Brian, how you doing, brother? Good job as always, man. Appreciate it, my friend. Um, hey, Brian, I want to. One thing I want to do is Marcus Mark. Yeah. I want to give this guy so much credit. We were ready to trade this guy, get rid of him. I think this coach finally talked to him, and he has figured it out. And I think he's the reason why this team is playing the way it's playing. Also, Jason Tatum figured it out. Yep. And as far as people want to get rid of Jalen Brown, listen, Jalen Brown has no problem being the second fiddle. You can't, 
you can't break up these guys. I think this team finally figured it out, Brian. And that's all I want to say. You got to keep these two guys together for the long term. They're too young to break up. Oh, I'm with you, Richard. I feel like we're, I appreciate the phone call. We're past those conversations with these two guys. But I did understand Adam's question. He's talking about down the road with Brown. Does he get sick and tired of the fact that Tatum's the main guy? I just, I look at Jalen Brown and I'm sorry if this is an indictment on Jalen Brown. He, he can't be the number one option on a championship level team. So when Jalen Brown's up for his next contract, the Celtics are going to max him. They're not going to offer him less than the max. The only thing that would prohibit the Celtics from doing that in terms of giving Jalen a max contract, because remember, right now he's not on a max. The only way that wouldn't happen for Jalen is if the injuries pile up, because we've seen that. That's been the one issue with Jalen throughout his career. Like, the guy's improved every season in different things, right? He wasn't a great ball handler. Now he is a good ball handler. He wasn't a great shooter. Now he's a great shooter. His defense was always good, but it's taken it to a next level over the past couple of years. The one thing that could be concerning about Jalen Brown long-term, he is always dealing with something. And Tatum doesn't miss games. Tatum, over the past couple of years, the only games he's missed, he's only missed one real game. The other games he's missed all due to COVID or at the end of the season when the Celtics had wrapped up the seventh seed. That's a really underrated part about Tatum's game. He does not miss games. Let's get to Donnie. Donnie's in Maine tonight. Donnie, what's up? Hey, how you doing, Brian? Doing well. As much I agree with you that the Celtics are going to win the championship. I already bet on it. Um, Whoa! So what, I, what I want to talk... What'd you get it at? What'd you get it at, Donnie? Uh, no, no, no. I just made a friendly $20 bet with a friend. Oh, know? okay, okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but, yeah, all the stuff you brought up tonight about Jason Tatum, his net rating was, was uh, Brown on the floor, and then Williams, and then I think you mentioned Horford. And, and then uh, the other stat you just brought up, why isn't he more in the discussion for MVP? Uh, it, it seems like when he's off the floor, the team is horrible on offense. And when, you know, he, he has a great two-way game with all these other guys, best in the league. Uh, if this team takes over first place, I just don't see why he wouldn't be right there in the top three discussion. Hey, Donnie, you're preaching to the choir. I talked about this last night. Uh, you look at all the impact metrics, the all-in-one metrics, Tatum. Total on-off differential on the season. He was at 653 entering tonight. That's first in the NBA. Curry's second in that category at 541. In terms of on-off per 100 possessions, he's ahead of Jokic. He's ahead of Embiid. He's ahead of Giannis as well. Raw number's really good, 27, 8.2, 4.3. So the reason for it, Donnie, I believe, is the beginning of the season, just the shooting struggles, right? And some of these guys have better raw numbers than Tatum, like Jokic is has more assists, he's got more rebounds, Embiid is averaging more points, Giannis is averaging more points, and obviously Embiid and Giannis are going to beat you in the rebounding category as well. So I believe it's more like the narrative had already been established, but I'm with you, man. He should be getting more consideration for this. He should be, at the very least, in the top five. I think right now, I would put Jokic the only guy ahead of him, based on, I mean, Jokic's impact metrics are just ridiculous, but I'm with you. He should be in the MVP conversation right more. He's right now on the best team in the NBA, and I guess uh, by... Not by standings, but he's pretty damn close to it. He should be He should be getting more consideration. In simple terms, he just passed DeMar DeRozan for point, total points, yep. and he's got a ton of minutes. He plays a ton of minutes. Yeah, yeah and Donnie, you know what? Every game. Yeah, I feel like that's underrated, right? Because all these guys take games off or they're dealing with injuries. I believe Tatum should be awarded for going out there every game and playing. You don't see that in the modern-day NBA anymore, and Tatum's out there every damn night. He's an Iron Man. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for the call. Great show.
Appreciate it, Donnie. His line's open if you want to grab it at 617-779-7937. I've been saying this for a while, and if you follow me on Twitter, at It's Brian Barrett, I tweet out a lot. He's pretty valuable. This Tatum guy is pretty damn valuable. He should be in the conversation. And I feel like it's 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 really fun to watch Tatum because right now he is sort of at the peak of his powers. And I was sort of in my, for lack of a better term, embryonic stages as a sports fan when Brady was coming up. Like, obviously, I remember all of Brady's prime and all that. But I was young when Brady was coming into his own and becoming the best quarterback in the NFL. And I feel like I have now seen Tatum from the beginning getting to this point where we've seen all the stages of his career and we've seen him blossomed into one of the best players in the NBA. It's just fun to watch at this point. There's nothing the guy can't do on the court. It's remarkable. All right, 617-779-7937, the number. So if you do want to weigh in the Celtics, we'll continue to hit on this. Why can't this team win a championship? That's on the table. I believe they're going to win. We can get to that question as well. Should Jason Tatum deserve more MVP consideration? That's all on the table at 617-779-7937. And who do you give more credit to? Ime Adoka or Brad Stevens Plus? We will get into the bad news that came out of Fort Myers in just a little bit here on EI. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. W-E-E-I Late Night On W-E-E-I W-E-E-I Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go Alright, so I'll give you the one concern about the Celtics that I would have Besides injuries You can't say injuries because you can say that about every team in the NBA The Bucks have dealt with injuries all season We've seen what's gone on with Robert Williams and Jalen and Marcus Smart. Like, that happens in the NBA. <laughs> the biggest example would be the Brooklyn Nets, right? We, so I'm not saying injuries. One thing that concerns me, and they really haven't had a lot of opportunities lately. They've actually been better since the start of the new year. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10 clutch games. But the Celtics on the season are just 12-19 and 19 in clutch games. And what that means is it's a game in the final five minutes, that's within five points. So in those type of games this season, the Celtics are 12 and 19. So if they weren't so bad in clutch games throughout the season, they would be running away with the Eastern Conference right now. And they have a negative 
8.1 net rating. So that would be my one concern. But it, look, recently they lost to the Mavericks in a clutch game. But overall, lately, they've been around 500 in those type of games. And the other component to this is they haven't played in a lot of them lately because they're blowing teams out. So we just haven't seen a lot of it lately. All right, 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to Zach. He is in Hartford. Zach, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Good, man. So, uh, yeah, I was just listening to you talk about, you know, what do you think it will take to get the Celtics to a championship level? And I think they're in that epsilon, but I think it would take somehow acquiring a third star with Jalen and Tatum. Um, If you look at recent teams that have, you know, won the championships, you you frequently see that they need another star, you know, and I think that Jalen and Tatum are enough, but I think you need a star big man or a true star point guard. And I know that it's hard. It would be hard to, you know, trade uh, smart and Robert Williams for a star, but maybe the guy later in his career that could come in and give. Yeah. Like Zach, I feel like, I feel like that theory is not true anymore. I don't feel like recent NBA champions have had a three stars last year. You had Giannis Middleton's a nice player, but he's not a star in holiday. You look at Kawhi Leonard's team that won with the Raptors. It was him and Kyle Lowry. And who was the third? Like Pascal Siakam, Mark Gasol. You look back to the Lakers in the Orlando bubble, it was LeBron and Anthony Davis. They didn't have a third guy. So I feel like, yeah, that may have been true for a while, like with the Heat with Bosch and LeBron and Wade. And then you had the Warriors with Steph and Clay, and, of course, Kevin Durant. But I feel like lately that hasn't been the case, that we've seen actually that trend has sort of died in the league. So you, you don't think Chris Middleton's a star in the, in the NBA? I think he's an all-star player. Are you talking about a superstar? No, no, no. You don't need multi, I, I, you need you know a superstar and then and then several stars to be able to make it work. I mean, if you look at you know the Suns and the Bucks, they ha- don't just have two guys. They have you know multiple stars and superstars. I mean, obviously the Warriors are one of the different. Who are the multiple the stars on the Suns? Chris Paul and Booker. Who's well, the third Chris star? Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. He's, he's a, a star. He, he's like a borderline star. I mean, he's he's looking for a max contract, and he's yeah. He didn't like, get it. His own team didn't give it to him. His own team well, said, "You're not worth a max contract." I mean, he's averaging like sixteen and ten. They also got okay. Bridges, so he's not a superstar. Player. Like the the Heat I'm, teams. I'm not are... saying superstar. I'm, first of all, I'm not. I'm saying you can't just have two pieces unless they're both superstars. Is what I'm saying. So you think the you Celtics know? only have two pieces? No, I think they have they have two. They have a superstar and Jason Tatum. And they have an absolute star. In, okay. What um, about Kawhi's Raptors? Who Who is the third star on that team? Well, there was multiple. First of all, there was multiple like, players on that team that were great. You had Fred Van Fleet. You had Ibaka. Yeah, and, Van Fleet was coming um, off the bench. He was a good player. You think he's a star? Like uh, The Celtics have a bunch of good players. They have, a good, they have good players after Tatum and Brown. Like Smart's a really good player. Robert Williams is a really good player. Like, I don't understand the point. Like they they don't they didn't have three stars on the Raptors team. I mean I mean I would argue that Siakam is a star and then you know Kawhi he averaged Leonard twelve points split. a game against the freaking Sixers. I understand, but if you, I mean if you look at his numbers this year, he's pretty crazy when he's yeah this year this year Zach he's really good. Yeah, I, again I just think in terms of the matchup when it comes down to playoffs when you're going against the Sixers and the Bucks. Even the Bulls. Who are Who's the scary, Sixers' third can, star? I want to hear this one. Well, again, I wouldn't. He's a great player, but you know, uh, what's the Tobias Harris is a great player. Oh my God, that guy I, sucks. No, what are you talking about? No, he's oh my God, man. 
That's a 35-year-old. He's a $35 million fifth option on a team. He's that guy blows. He's over. He's over. He doesn't blow. How are you going to see he blows? He can't. He's a good player. Come on, man. You're giving me Tobias Harris? They, if they, hey, if they, Zach, let me tell you this. If they wanted to get rid of Tobias Harris's contract, they'd have to attach a pick to it. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you, but he's still a good player. I mean, he's, he's fine. Really he's fine. Good. We're talking about stars here. We're bringing up Tobias Harris. Come on, man. Okay. Well, how about that? Well, I mean, first of all, there's, uh, this still goes back to my original point. Well, I mean, you're telling that, me, you're giving me the Sixers team. You're telling me they can win, but the Celtics can't. And you, you can't name the third star on their team. You give me this formula about stars, and they don't have a third star. Well, Not I, to I, mention, I they get the biggest that. playoff choker in the history of the NBA and Doc Rivers coaching them. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But, right, hey, Zach, I appreciate think... the call. I mean, we're going in circles. I appreciate the call, but <laughs> come on, man. The, the Raptors didn't have three stars. Drew Holiday's a really good player. He's not a star. Middleton's an all-star caliber player, but he's not a top 15 guy in the damn league. Okay? He's not. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Would anybody put Middleton in the top 15 of NBA players right now? I'm sorry. He's not making the all-NBA team. He's not. Let's get to, oh, boy. Look who's here. David in Florida, the biggest fan of Rafael Devers. David, what's up, man? Hi, Brian. Hey, David, what's up, man? You all right? You sound depressed. No, no, I'm just having a late dinner. Real late dinner tonight. It's um, 11.30, so, you know, David. Do you work late? You know, uh, you know, I'm actually no, not working right now. Oh, okay. So that's why I get time to speak with you. But um, having having some good green beans, though. I'm eating some really nice, delicious green beans. All right, well, don't try not to chew them when you're talking to me, all right? Good point. Sorry about that. So, um... The thing that concerns me with the Celtics, though, is that come postseason, the game is always much more physical and more of a half-court game. And the Celtics, their style of play is much more transition, much more up and down the court, much more open court, fast break. And you got to wonder um, what th- how things will will play out in the playoff time. I mean, as good as, as exciting as Tatum is, and I have to admit, I'm beginning to turn on him. Um, he's still not. He's still not a physical player, and he's going to get beaten up. Have you seen up, him finish in the get... basket lately, David? Yeah, but that's all an open court. That, that, that's. That, I mean, for the most part, that's just transition and fast break. Maybe one dribble and to the rim, but. You know, come playoff time, it's much more physical. And if they and if they double team him, then Jalen. Yeah, I, I really, I, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. The Celtics, first, they don't play a lot in transition. I'd actually advocate. I'd like them to play in transition more. The Celtics are 25th in the NBA in fast break points per game. The Celtics are actually. That's a, what I'm saying that that's what I'm saying that they are a transition team. No, they're that's not. They're not. They're 25th in fast break points per game. They're not a transition team. They actually, I would advocate that they run more. They're actually, right now, if you look at it in terms of their offense, they're eighth in offensive efficiency after a made shot. They're good. They're actually pretty good at the half court. You got a stat. You got a stat for everything, don't you? You have a stat for anything that evolves, any scenario in professional sports these days. You can come up with a stat for that. (laughs) Okay, but I'm just pointing out, David. You're telling me your concern with the Celtics is they play in transition too much, and they don't play in transition that much. 
from what I've watched, okay, well, well, all right, you've seen more than I have. I'll grant you that. But from as much as I've watched them play, it seems like they're just uh, an up and down team. And but uh, you've you've seen more than I have. But at any rate, come playoff time, it's much more of a physical game too. Okay, hey, David. Before I let you teams. go, I, David. Before I let you go, I got to ask you something. Um, I wanted to give my condolences to you the other day. Jose Iglesias not with the Red Sox anymore. Are you doing all right? I didn't hear that. Oh, my goodness. What happened? He's on the Rockies. That's unacceptable. That's ridiculous. That's your favorite player. Well, they got Trevor Story. He's a good defensive player. Are you going to like him? Yeah. Yeah, of course I like him. I talked about that yesterday, but... Right. You know, he would have made it. Jose would have been a great utility player and a great. I don't game. disagree with you on that, David. I just feel like it, now they're they've pretty set up in the infield. Hey, David, I appreciate the call. Enjoy your green beans. All right, come on, David, pick it up. I like David a lot as a caller. He's big time Red Sox review work. caller. But why did he? Why was he eating when he called me? And he said, when I told him, "Hey, David, uh, can you not chew when you talk to me?" He said, "Good point." <laughs> A reindeer's rectum, right? I mean, who cares? What's the one Justin he said about the players one time? Remember that one? He called. He was mad about Alex Cora. I forget what that one was about, but he said something about the players that was just absolutely ridiculous. David, if you don't know, when the players play well, they win. Okay. When they play poorly, they lose. <laughs> I can't disagree with David on that. You can't argue that. Let's get to Joe. He's in New Bedford tonight. Joe, what's up, man? It's Phil in New Bedford, brother. Oh, sorry, Phil. Sorry, Phil. How are you? What? I'm good. I had that second uh, shot in my hip. I'm doing pretty good. Oh, you did. You're doing all right. But real quick, what is the difference between the Red Sox leaving Devers kind of dangling between the Patriots leaving Jackson dangling? Is there any difference, brother? Well, JC's already I think gone. It's the same thing. Yeah, JC's already gone. He's on the Chargers now. But, but, but. Oh, you're saying uh, they're treating him the same way? Yes. Yeah. Why did and, they give him an extension to lock him down? You know, Phil, that was that was, and I was teasing this earlier, and I can pay off the tease I now. I know you were. That's why yeah. I'm saying it. I, I'm ve- I, I am disappointed. But you and I disagree sometimes, and once in a while we're in the same vibe. Yeah, Phil, I'm with you, man. I am very disappointed about how this is going down at Fort Myers. They haven't approached I'm, him. I'm a little confused. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the Look best sluggers the in the league. sport. Look around everybody. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I don't know why they haven't talked to him yet. I, I mean, that thing to me is kind of perplexing. Well, well, they said they did, but obviously they didn't lock anything in, so. Yeah, and. But thank you for the call, brother. Yeah, good stuff, Phil, and I'm glad that your hip's doing better. You can grab his line if you'd like. It's 617-779-7937. So is this uh, Bradfoe? So earlier today, by the way, if you don't know what we're talking about, so I set that up very poorly. I've had better setups in my radio career, Justin. But so Raphael Devers today, he talked to the media for the first time since signing and avoiding arbitration, just over $11 million. So Brad Foe, credit to our guy Brad Foe, he'll be back on the station. On, well, tomorrow will be on AM850 calling games, but we'll be back on over the weekend doing the baseball show, the Brad Foe show from 4 to 6 on Saturday, 4 to 6 on Sunday as well. But Bradfoe had a chance to talk to Devers about if the Red Sox have approached him about a contract. Here was Bradfoe on with Gresham Keefe earlier. After I talked to Trevor Story, I went up and talked to Rafael Devers, 
And and I you know because he obviously signed the deal yesterday, and I said, well, a lot of times when you sign these deals, you talk about bigger pictures, about bigger contracts, a big extension. And he said they still to this date haven't offered him a contract extension, which is mind blowing to me. So you have to factor that in about who they're going to prioritize: Xander Bogarts or Rafael Devers going forward. Yeah, and this thing really irks me. I I don't understand why they haven't talked to him at all. He said through his translator, during spring training, of course, if they want to have those conversations, I'm open to it. But once the season starts, I just want to focus on the season. We all want to make a lot more money because of the performance and what we do for the team. That's something that may be hard at first, but you know your worth and I know my worth. When it comes down to it, I know the type of money I should be making. So that's what I'm focused on. I'm not focused on what the other guys are making or what they're doing. I'm more focused on what I'm doing on the field and what I'm worth. That's why when it comes to those type of talks where they are trying to compare different types of players, that doesn't matter to me because I know who I am and that's what I focus on. So when you look at what Devers is saying here, (laughs) the concerning part to me is they've let it get to this point and they haven't talked contract extension with Rafael Devers yet. And if you look at Devers in terms of his contractual status, if you will. He has one more year of arbitration after this year, which will be his 26-year-old season. Rafael Devers is going to hit free agency at the age of 27. He is going to get a massive contract. And if the Red Sox haven't already approached him about a contract extension, why would he not make it to free agency at this point? So I feel like they may have already bungled this one because now he's only one more arbitration case or avoiding arbitration next year away from getting to the open market. If you're Devers, you're not giving the Red Sox a hometown discount at this particular point in time. If they were going to get something like this done, it would have already been done. Like if you were going to buy out the rest of his arbitration years, you would have done it a year ago, but the Red Sox never went to Devers at any point in time about putting a contract extension on the table. And you can get on the Red Sox for the Mookie stuff, whatever, but they offered Mookie multiple contracts. And you could say maybe it's below market value. They haven't offered Devers a contract. And now you have to decide which guy you're going to sign long-term, Devers or Bogarts, or both. And Bogarts is the guy where he's represented by Boris. Rafael Devers is not represented by Boris, by the way. He's represented by a company called Rep One Sports. But if you look at Devers, you look at third-base contracts. Machado, 10 for 300. Arenado, 8 for 260. Rendon, 7 for 245. Annual, Rendon, 35. Arenado, 32.5. Machado, 30. That's the type of number you're going to have to pay Devers. And I know you can say, well, he's not a third baseman long-term defensively. Well, he's not going to say that when he's entering free agency. He's not going to say, I'll be the DH. If he goes to the open market, somebody's going to pay him that type of money. That's just the reality of it. And at this point, with these contracts going up, why would he sign something now? So this is what irks me about the Sox, that they may have already screwed this situation up. You look at it in terms of the way that we know that he's going to get that type of deal. War among third basemen last year, according to Fangraphs. Devers, 4.7. That was second behind Jose Ramirez. Machado was fourth. Arenado was sixth in war. Home runs. Devers was first. Machado was third. Arenado was fourth. OPS, Devers third. Machado was fourth. Arenado's eighth. And I'm comparing him to the guys that are highly paid. We know Devers' defensive metrics aren't there. He was the worst defensive third baseman of baseball last year. Most errors amongst third basemen, 22. Second most in all of baseball. And he was... A negative 13 in defensive run saved. The worst among any third baseman. 
So I understand he's not a good defensive player, but he's one of the best sluggers in the sport. He's going to get paid, and I just feel like at this point, he's already gotten to the point where he has one more year of arbitration eligibility, and then he's a free agent. I just don't see him playing the game now. If he was going to play the game, you should have already approached him about it. Let's get to Danny. He's in a car. What's up, Danny? Hey, man. How you doing? Good. Um, I watch the Celtics a lot, and there's a couple of changes I see on the team that I think really took the team to another level. Okay. Pritchard and Williams. Yep. Those two guys really stepped up their game, man. And you have uh, Marcus Smart. You know, he toned his game down some and trying to play the point guard role. Yep. That's, I think that took the team to another level. But I wanted to ask you a question in your opinion. There's one player that I think the Celtics should go after next year. Okay. Uh, they're not going to changes this year. I think they're going to go, you know, they're going into the playoffs with the team they got. But next year, I like that kid badly. Marvin Bagley? Yeah, he's an unrestricted. Yeah. I think they're going to need somebody in um, Al Harford's position because Harford's getting old. I think that, that kid, they don't need nobody. They don't need another superstar. Tatum and Brown is what they are. I mean, if they badly can score and he can command the car for the ball in the post and score down there, I would go after that kid if I, if I was a Celtics. All right, Danny. Appreciate the call, man. Uh, by the way, when I was talking about Siakam earlier, I mean, he sucked in the Bucks series. 14 points a game against the Bucks. He shot 20% from three, 41% from the field. He sucked in the Bucks series. Fine in the Sixers series, although the game 70 had 11 points, four of 11. But he was definitely not a star at that point in time. He developed into a star. He's just, I would say he's hes not a superstar. He's not Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic. Those are superstars. He's definitely not a superstar. It's not like a big three with the Heat. He's not one of those. He's a good player, but he was definitely not a star at that particular point in time. Uh, the Marvin Bagley thing. Sorry, no. <laughs> no part of that guy. Uh, and by the way, you know what his nickname is, right? Marvin Bagley. Do you know what his nickname is, Justin? No, I don't. No, it's not his actual nickname, but this is what people called him when he was coming out of college. Melvin Bagley, because he doesn't have a right hand. So people put the left, they replace the R with the L. Yeah, look, they, they already his first team gave up on him, the Kings. He's actually not playing poorly for Detroit. 13 a game, seven rebounds per game. I just, he's a zero defensively because he is the side, like in the modern day NBA, he has to play the five, but he can't cover fives. He can't protect the rim. So he just, he hurts you defensively and he doesn't give you enough offensively. He's not like, you have guys that are dogs on the offensive side of the, or on the defensive side of the court, but they're elite offensive players. He's not that. He's never been that in his career. He couldn't play for the freaking Kings. No. <laughs> the Kings suck. But, like, think about it. Like, Trey Young is a damaging defensive player. Of major minute guys, he's the worst defensive player in the NBA. You look at the metrics, he is horrible. Donovan Mitchell's actually a bad defensive player, as you noticed tonight. But he is a damaging defensive player, but he's so good offensively, right? If Melvin Bagley was going to be a good enough player in the NBA, like he was going to have to do on the offensive end. He's just not there. All right, 617-779-7937, the number. If you do want to win in the Celtics, that's on the table. And this Rafael Devers situation. Are you scared that Devers is going to leave the Red Sox? Would you give him an extension? And some interesting comments about the free agency, the impending free agency of Xander Bogarts. We'll get to that next here on EA. WEEI Late Night. On Boston Sports Original. WEEI. All right, welcome back in. Brian Barrett with you up until midnight. The number is 617-779-7937. 
You want to wait on the Celtics? Can they win a title? I believe they're going to win a championship. Can they win a title? And if you want to wait on this Raphael Devers situation, you can as well. The Red Sox have not approached him about a contract extension. All that good news about Trevor's story, I love it. I believe this team's going to be really good this season. The story edition was huge. But this concerning. Devers has two more years this year and next year under club control. Then he's a free agent. I just don't see how it behooves him now to sign a contract that would benefit the team at all. They haven't offered him one, and he's almost at the point where he's a free agent. Let's get to Matt. Matt is in Connecticut tonight. What's up, Matt? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I hear you talking about how you uh, you think the Celtics are going to run the table. Uh no, I, mean, I, I, really I don't think they're going to gonna run the table, man. I mean, what, we've never even okay. seen that. You had the, the Lakers lost one game. The Warriors lost one game, like, in terms of their championship runs. I I, I don't think they're going to clean sweep every team they play. I, I, I never not, said they're going to run the table. That's not, what, that's not what run the table means. Run the table means win the championship, run through all the teams. I, the run the, run the table means goes undefeated. All right, well. Whatever, whatever you say. I, the Celtics aren't winning a championship. Okay. And and I want to know: Have you ever seen an NBA team win a championship without any facilitator on their team? What do you mean without and a facilitator? You guys don't have a facilitator. Who's you, you guys? First Marcus of all, I'm not on the freaking team. All right, freaking. Well, okay. You, you're you're on. The, your team, the team that you root for, does not have a point guard. When's the last time there's been a champion? What do you mean? They don't have a point guard. guard Marcus Smart is their point guard. I don't understand the point. Marcus Smart is not at I appreciate the call, Matt. Sorry, you can't say that on the air. Yeah, I don't feel like the Celtics lack in terms of a distributor. Like, this is not... The 1990s or the 1980s where you need the traditional point guard, right? I mean, you look at, say, for example, the Miami Heat teams. They had two wings, LeBron and Dwayne Wade. You don't need a traditional point guard in the NBA. You could even look at the Golden State Warriors. I'm not comparing the two teams. But when the Warriors won their championship, they didn't have a true point guard. Steph Curry's more of a shooting guard than he is a point guard. Even last year, Drew Holiday, he's not an old-school point guard. He averaged what, like... Six and a half assists last year was 6.7. Marcus Smart is at 5.7. So I don't think you need that old school, like, hey, Mark Price, John Stockton, Rod Strickland, bring it down the court and control everything. You don't need that in the modern day NBA. I'm sorry. That's not how the league works. Let's get to Will. What's up, Will? Hey, Brian. What's up, man? Hey, Brian. So to that last caller, I just got to say, they probably could win a title. With uh, this game is evolved, and they got plenty of, as Glenn would say, ball movement <laughs> on that team yeah. for sure. So I wanted to say about Devers, what I'm afraid of, I don't want it to happen. Is they're planning on trading him at the deadline, moving Story to short, Bogos to third, and Bo- and and, and Dawback and the, the kid from Pawtucket coming up and playing first. The only way, Will, that you would see a big move at the deadline in terms of a splash the opposite way where the Celtics are sending out a big player, it would be if, or excuse me, the Red Sox send somebody out. Yeah, sorry. The only way that would happen is if they suck, like they completely underachieve, and they know Bogarts is a free agent. That's the only way that would happen. It wouldn't happen with Devers. Don't you think they need more arms? 
they need another starter, sure. don't you think? Yeah, but I, if they're if they're trading for a starter at the deadline, they're giving up prospects. They're not trading away Devers because that means they're yeah, in the hunt, right? Conversation. Yeah, but that's that's the idea. The philosophy is keep the prospects. You know, if you're not going to pay Devers, if you're not going to, if they're not offering them now, and they may not in the future. Yeah, but well, okay, you know, so, so right, so you're probably trading. I don't want a, yeah, no, I'm, I don't want him to trade. I want them to extend it. But I don't if, want him to do it. If you're tra- in your scenario, if you're trading Devers, you're trading to a team that stinks at the deadline in all likelihood, uh, right? True. So yeah. they're they're going to look at this and say, okay, well, we get half a season of Devers this year, and then next year, and then he can go to free agency. So why would they do that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, unless they he it's a place that he would agree to to sign for extend to. Right, but I mean. You know? What's the point of doing that when you're this along? And I appreciate the call, Will, but you're this far in the process, right? In terms of where Devers is at, if you get to the point where at the trading deadline the Red Sox are going to send you out, you're going to go to free agency to get more people that are bidding on your services, right? You want to go to the open market and have all those teams. Rafael Devers is going to hit the market at the age of 27 as one of the best power hitters in the sport. I, I just don't see him at this particular point in time getting to free agency unless the Red Sox or I see him getting to free agency, unless the Red Sox come in and they say, okay, put, they put the Rendon or they put the Machado-Arenado contract on the table. I would do it if I was the Red Sox. I just feel like you can't lose this bat. If you're going to lose one of the two guys, I would much rather have the younger, better power hitter in Rafael Devers than Bogarts, who's a great player. I love Bogarts, but he's a bad defensive shortstop. And now you already have security there because you have Trevor Story. So if you, I would just rather sign them both. But if you have to pick between the two, I feel like the choice is really easy. You sign Devers up long-term. And by the way, like this whole idea of the Celtics, the distribution, they need a distributor. Since the start of February, where the Celtics really started to roll, they are six in the NBA in assists per game, 26.8. So I think they're doing just fine in terms of distributing the basketball. That's been one of the benefits of this team. They actually, during that time, averaged the most hockey assists in the NBA. The ball movement, as Glenn would say, has been really good. I still can't believe he said that, Glenn. When we talk about ball movement, you're talking about the movement of the ball. All right, we'll see you later. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Baseball is back and so is MLB.tv Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long Follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.